0: Hi, this is Anne-Marie Fox and you're listening to my podcast On Your Terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Welcome back to On Your Terms, the show where I get to speak to some amazing individuals who are making changes in their life and careers to live life on their own terms. Today I'm joined by Dr. Brendan Boland. Brendan started out his career as a GP and over the last number of years has set up a medical devices company, Loki Orthopedics. So I'm so excited to have you here today and to hear more about your story and how all this came about. So thanks very much, Brendan, and welcome.
1: Great. Uh, Thanks very much for uh, having me on today, Anne-Marie.
0: Delighted. I suppose I'd like to start off, first of all, maybe if you could tell me a little bit about your situation at the moment, what you're working as, and um, a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Uh, So I currently run a uh, medical device company. Uh, We develop orthopedic uh, implants and medical technologies for people who are affected with osteoarthritis, uh, and specifically osteoarthritis of the upper limb so okay. the hand and shoulder uh, so local orthopedics was founded back in 2017 with myself and my co-founder jerry clark so jerry has a quite a, 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 a an impressive and lengthy history of working in the medical devices sector and then as you mentioned my own background was from medicine so i guess we we try our best to make a good and um uh you know constructive team and, and one that is um you know complementary to each other's skill sets and whatnot so at the moment we are um we've got one primary product which is an implant for a specific type of hand arthritis uh it's due to start clinical trials this year Uh, obviously COVID COVID has had a little bit of an impact on that Uh, and then we have another product which is also for people who suffer from uh, shoulder arthritis who may have possibly had an implant in their shoulder already or or require an implant now so I guess we're we're very much focused on trying to answer what we call unmet clinical needs specifically for people like that who suffer from uh, debilitating arthritis
0: Okay and is this what you always want to do to do growing up or fall into it naturally or you know when you were younger what did you plan to do with your life? Uh, so
1: I suppose when when I was younger I guess I, I had a, a huge number of interests and I had uh, thought about being a stockbroker and a part-time <laughs> sheep farmer at one point in time. Um,
0: Great. Uh,
1: I, I guess I, I had interest in Going into business, uh, I had interest in uh, studying law. Uh, I, I also had a huge interest in studying architecture. Um, but the one, I guess, that 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 as I, you know, really tried to make my my decision, you know, as as most young Irish people do in fifth year and sixth year, and start to really look at at, at the courses that they'd be passionate about. And uh, medicine was always one for me then that really stood out. Okay, um, you know. I think it, you know any any career in medicine uh, is is so worthwhile. Uh, it's so challenging but so fulfilling. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to um, study medicine in University College Dublin, uh, graduating in two thousand and six. I uh, did my intern year. Uh, then I actually went away travelling for a year, just backpacking around the world. Um, much to the dis. Much to the, I won't say disappointment, much to the surprise of my parents who thought I would now be on, you know, a firm path, of career and house and mortgage <laughs> yeah. and everything like that. So then I turned around and told them, no, no, I'm actually going off, traveling around India for to get it out of your system. Exactly, exactly. You know, and I suppose the, the, the thing is, is timing is always a funny thing. That was 2007 and, you know, like that. The The standard wisdom at the time would have been, you know 2006 start putting together your deposit 2007 get a mortgage yeah and i said no i'm actually going to take my savings and instead of putting it into a deposit for a house i'm going to go traveling the world and by the time i came back the, the bottom had fallen out of the irish property market so exactly Um, it, it, it might have cost me a, a, you know a little bit of money to go traveling but at the time and um, at the time it, it probably saved me a couple of hundred thousand euros in negative Absolutely. equity so yeah. i guess it, it, you know, life is funny like that, Amory. Sometimes the decisions that you make that might seem off the wall and crazy at the time actually turn out to be very beneficial to you uh, yeah, in the absolutely. longer run, even when you kind of row against the tide a little bit. So yeah. uh, I survived my year of traveling around the world and out to, to, to far-flung places, and then came back and uh, started doing my higher specialist training. So. Initially, I uh, got my higher specialist exams uh, from the Royal College of Physicians and then subsequently from the uh, Irish College of General Practitioners. So that brought me up to 2013 and I had completed my higher specialist training in general practice and family medicine and had all my exams. And I suppose, you know, had my GP driver's license and was able to go out and, you know, set up on my own or join mm. a, another practice. Um, but at that point then, uh, I had been made aware of a program which is run out of NUI Galway called BioInnovate. Uh, BioInnovate is a master's in medical innovation. So basically it's a master's in, in teaching you how to innovate in medicine okay. uh, and it was always something I was really really interested in um, and I guess it, it, it aligned with a lot of my other interests in the you know the the intellectual property part and the regulatory part part were always kind of interested in that, that kind of legal part of my 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 brain that was kind of interested in that or the engineering forward slash kind of architecture and design part um, and then also aligned with my own skill set so I was very fortunate to get a position on that program. Yeah. Um, now, needless to say, again, it was a little bit of a. a, a change in direction it took some explaining to friends and family uh, who were kind of saying well you've worked so hard to become a fully qualified gp why are you now going off and going sideways perhaps and doing this yeah at the time Anne marie i i had looked at it that it was going to be a 10 month uh, master's and i was going to return to uh medicine uh, and and take the skills that i had learned and, and apply them in clinical practice but as you can see, it didn't really work out that yeah, way. Yeah. Um, the Bioinnovate program um, led me to uh, you know, working with my, my now co-founder of local orthopedics, Jerry Clark. Um, we have a great working relationship. We had a great uh, unmet clinical need. And I guess I had the opportunity then to I suppose, take the, the skills that I had learned from medicine, uh, along with new skills that I learned to bioinnovate, and then develop further skills myself to try and really, you know, make a, a big impact on on the lives of patients. So the primary product that we're developing for people with the thumb-based joint arthritis, which is a specific type of hand arthritis, you know, about 100 million people worldwide are affected by it, uh, about, you know, Seventy thousand people every year in the United States, and about hundred thousand people every year in the European Union get surgery for this, and the treatment okay. just isn't great. Yeah. So we kind of had the opportunity to make those, you know, that big impact um, on patients' lives by doing this, as well as you know it being a new challenge. But that's not to say that it wasn't. You know, there haven't been nervous moments of, oh, am I doing the right thing here? Yeah. Is, is this what yeah. I should be doing, or uh, or or have I made the right decision? But Overall, I I certainly think that I'm very happy with having made the decision that I did make to go ahead and and do the master's and subsequently, you know, spin out a company and go raise financing and funding. And I, you know, have four patents to my name now at this stage and all of those exciting things that I guess perhaps I wouldn't have done if I had, had remained fully full time in clinical.
0: And I can see, I suppose you said it was a difficult decision or, you know, talking to people about what you were changing from moving out of your GP Mm -hmm. practice, but how hard was that decision for you? I know initially you thought, okay, this is just 10 months and I'm going to bring it back into my own clinical practice, but to make the decision then to continue on this career path and set up your own business, as opposed to going back to being your, the GP that you had set out to do originally. Where did that decision come in or how did you make that uh, decision?
1: Well, I suppose at the time, um, like that, as you say, I had looked at going back into clinical practice, but then um, was presented with an opportunity that I suppose I couldn't pass up. So the opportunity to work with someone with a huge amount of experience in medical devices, the opportunity to work on a project that we thought we had a really good answer for um, the opportunity to, you know, really make a huge potential impact on the lives of tens of thousands of patients. Um, so the decision became easier. Okay. But that decision was only possible because I was in the, I I had the opportunities if that makes sense so if someone had uh if someone had asked me well it was that what you were going to do from day one perhaps I wouldn't have said that it was but then as you get into it and if you're you're faced with all of these new and exciting opportunities those decisions become much much easier so I guess what I'm trying to say perhaps in a roundabout way is that until you make the jump and until you step out to, to one side or change your path you you don 't actually always have the view of the opportunities that are going to present themselves when you make yep. that change, and sometimes okay. it 's those opportunities that then only present themselves after you 've made the change that are really exciting Great. and perhaps further endorse why that change was the right thing to do, yeah, um, I guess we can never be clear of what the path is ahead of us. Um, but every different path provides different opportunities and they're more and more exciting every time and, and the further you go down that path. So, um, yeah, not not to, not to kill that analogy, Anne-Marie, but yeah. uh, you know what I mean? The, the decision became more obvious and, and easier
0: no, I the like more
1: that. I, I advanced into it. I
0: yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And looking back then, would you have made the change quicker like would you have made any changes or is there anything you would have liked to have done differently to bring you to where you are today
1: well I guess the 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 timeline from my point of view it did enable me to to make that decision a little bit easier so by by that I mean you know I had completed my higher specialist training in general practice Um, I was in the very fortunate position that I could you know uh, stand aside from clinical practice for the ten months of the masters, uh, but knowing that I could always go back to clinical practice um, now, I guess you know sometimes the 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 way I look at that is a bit like a you know a, a trapeze artist who's standing on the the edge and they have a safety net underneath them yeah, and because of that safety net, they're more likely to jump, but they very 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 rarely need that safety net and once they actually jump and get literally get into the swing of things you don't even look back at that safety net anymore because you're more concentrated on really enjoying what you're doing yeah so to that end um you know i I probably wouldn't have done anything differently per se because i think it's you know it's reasonable and there's nothing wrong with having a safety net and a fallback plan yeah it's it's bordering on it's bordering on um I won't, you know more than brave foolhardy perhaps to, to to take up uh you know high diving uh without a safety net but at the same time once you kind of get into the swing of things i think most people actually forget that that safety net is there. Yeah. they're just so committed to what they're doing now that they're actually happy just to, to crack on and do what they're, yeah. they're really passionate about and like that again you know to to make themselves available for opportunities as they present themselves is the really exciting part
0: Yeah, I suppose having the medical background is what led you here as well. So, yes, it was a safety net for you to fall back on, but it also is what brought you to to your current uh, company as well. So that's fantastic. Oh, absolutely, Um, yeah. What about your goals going forward for the company, for yourself? You know, have you timelines? Do you write your goals down? How does that work for you?
1: Well, I suppose we have... um, always from the day one or from, from day one within the company, the the company itself has always been quite passionate about, um, using clinical research and evidence-based to try and develop really innovative and disruptive technologies, something that will really, they say, move the needle, uh, in that treatment space. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that partially comes from my own training in medicine, where everything you do in medicine should be evidence-based. Okay. And it should be, um, you know, clinically proven or scientifically proven. So, you know, from our own point of view, we're continue to be passionate about developing new products. Um, again, you know, which are, are innovative and disruptive to really try and make a patient an impact on the patient's lives. Um, we obviously are growing out our product portfolio and and adding to to that through internal innovation as well as collaboration with other clinicians and third level institutions. Brilliant. Um, so on 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 a on a on a immediate point of view, obviously we've got products that we want to get it clinical trials running on and, and get them out there for patient use. In the kind of medium term, obviously we're trying to add to that product portfolio. And then in the kind of longer umbrella term, obviously we'd really like to see the company uh, continue to provide really innovative solutions across the board and to that end to perhaps loop back to my comments from earlier on sometimes it's only when you're there that you're in a position to be able to see the opportunities or or or, you know the opportunities become available to you so we're constantly keeping an eye on how the market is changing and how patient demands are changing to ensure that if there are new opportunities there for us uh, to make a positive impact on patients' lives that we're in a position to do so.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. And does all this, like, is this what makes you happy? Do you, or do you know what makes you happy, Brendan?
1: Um, yeah, I, I think it, uh, it, it makes me happy. Sometimes some of my friends laugh at me that... Um, <laughs> that I actually am only ever happy when I'm just ever so slightly unhappy or challenged. So <laughs> okay. uh, if, 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 if like, um, if we, if we go uh, away on holidays, I'm always the person who wants to go to the island of the island as right. opposed to just being, you know, as in, so what's over there or, um, you know, if I'm, going running it has to be a marathon instead of a half marathon so my friends laugh that I'm just always just seeking that other little bit but I guess that is kind of what what I do actually find enjoyable is a challenge I know that might sound really trite Anne-Marie but I actually do find a challenge quite enjoyable I think that you know you I think people actually do their best when they're I won't say under pressure or under stress because I think that's very different from being challenged. I think a challenge can actually be very enjoyable. Uh, yeah. So it, it, your question is, does it make me happy? I guess, yeah, it, I, I am very happy doing this, uh, but I think part of that is because it is a really enjoyable challenge. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. every day brings something new um, and everything every day brings a new opportunity as well. So, yeah, no, I, I'm quite happy with, with yeah. you. I can totally
0: see that. I, I mean, so many people would have been happy just to graduate medicine, you know, become a GP, and that would have made some people happy. But you, yourself, you know, you like to push yourself a bit further. So you can definitely see how the challenge keeps sort of driving you on. And that's, that's fantastic. Excited to see what keeps happening for you. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you have nice. anyone that inspires you? Or who do you, is there anyone you look up to or have over the years
1: uh, yeah, I think the, the people that inspire me most are uh, people who honestly try and improve the life of others. Um, I guess, you know, from 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 my own point of view, very obvious in the fact that, you know, my friends and colleagues, a huge amount of them are frontline workers. Uh, yeah. So even, you know, in, in the current situation, Uh, with COVID, you know, you can't help but be inspired by, you know, friends that are um, consultants in the hospital or nurses in the hospital or or healthcare professionals who are, you know, really putting everything on the line to help people. So obviously, you know, that's always inspirational. Um, I think, having said that, though, you know, a lot of people strive all day, every day to make the lives of others better, whether that is you know, like both my parents are retired primary school teachers. So they worked for 30, 35 years every day trying to teach kids how to read and write and the promote and all of that in order to try and improve the lives of those kids and give them as best start as possible. So uh, I, you know, like it doesn't even have to be in healthcare. I think anybody who works very hard to try and improve the life of others, whether that's giving people advice on career or career goals and trying to you know I, I think that's always the the inspirational bit is when when someone is seen to be trying to uh you know be fair and be helpful and be supportive and improve the life of others in, in no matter what capacity
0: that might be love it yeah that's fantastic do you have or what are your values
1: perhaps uh, you know it, it, it's going back a little bit but the, um, I think the values, I, I, I might have to trademark or copyright to acknowledge this now, but I actually <laughs> really like the, um, the, 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 the uh, what's the word I'm looking for, the motto of University College Dublin which is like ad astra cuthram na which is like um, reach for the stars and fairness for all or justice for all. So of the ad astra is like Latin for reach for the stars. And then cuthram na Faina" is uh, like, you know, from old Irish where the the fena or the, the you know, the fairness of the fena or, So it's kind of reach for the stars, but fairness or justice and equality for all. So I guess I I actually do quite like it as a a motto as my old university, but I actually do also like it as a really good balance of values as to how you can absolutely do your best and strive to be the best person you can be. But that's only good, or that's only worthwhile and meaningful if, like that, you're fair to everybody else, and you use your talents to provide justice and equality for others, and try and inspire or other people to to be helpful and to work to help uh, Love other people that, in Brenton. their lives, no matter
0: how yeah. That brilliant no that's fantastic just want to check as well then you know if there was any books that you are, you know are you a reader do you listen to podcasts or is there anything you would recommend our listeners to to listen to or read
1: um i suppose i i i, I mainly read um like like fiction like novels and and things okay. like that that's that's my my um you could perhaps call it mindfulness or my self care or my getaway as in, I really like a a good quality book. Um, Funnily enough, one of my favorite books uh, which I've read a few times is Gulliver's Travels. I think Gulliver's Travels is an amazing book. It's such a really funny, clever insight into humanity and how people treat themselves and, and how they treat others and people 's view of the world, so if anybody hasn't actually read Gulliver 's Travels, uh, you can tempt me to, it, it,
0: to read it yeah, yeah, I have never read it.
1: It speaks to humanity in every single way, shape or form, and you can trace correlations between you know modern day or historical so it's actually it's an amazingly really good, funny read, so that's one of my favorite books um, and then other than that, I, I guess you know I, i'm afraid i'm, I'm not. Um, I'm not a big reader of um, workbooks. I yeah. kind of like to to read. I, I like to read work and do work when I'm in work, but I prefer to to take my time with a good novel, yeah, a good piece of fiction. Uh, you know, to try and kind of relax and clear the mind and unwind. I and that's so important. important
0: as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is. What advice could you give anybody that? might be looking for some change in their, whether it's their life, their career, you know, anything that you've found that has helped you over the, the last number of years?
1: Um, well, I suppose it, it, it's, um, it's always a, a difficult one, I guess, to try and kind of summarize into just a couple of sentences. But ultimately, what I, what I would try and tell people is to, to just go for it, uh, to, to make the jump uh and to to try it out um i think you can do that in your own way uh and i think people have to do it in their own way so again i'll kind of come back i'll use my analogy of the 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 trapeze artist who's uh you know standing on the edge and waiting to to swing out um and the nerves and excitement and and all of that 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 person feels um which is enjoyable for a while but after, if you're standing on the edge for 10 minutes, the nerves and excitement turns into queasiness and stress and palpitations, and it's not enjoyable. So I suppose that's what I'd say is, you know, stand on the edge, be prepared to feel that emotion of excitement and nervousness and anxiousness, but then go and make the jump because it's not a nice position to be in. If you're standing there for a lengthy period of time, you actually just end up you know, wrecking your own head. So if people are saying, "Well, look, I've been thinking about this for a while. I'm thinking of making a jump." By all means, put a safety net in place. You know, try and do it on a smaller scale if you have to, but go ahead and do it sooner rather than later. Because Brilliant. the longer you stand and hesitate, the more uncomfortable it actually becomes. Whereas if you just go for it, maybe you'll need the safety net, or maybe you'll find that once you get into the swing of the things, you're only really concentrating on what you're doing and spinning through the air so to speak, yeah a, yeah career.
0: That i love that analogy That really i mean i hope a lot of people can resonate with that because it makes so much sense you know just yeah maybe have the safety net if you need it or even just do it as you said on a smaller scale and in, initially to, to make the start what would you say if i was to ask you brendan are you living life on your own terms now well i guess it's it's
1: I suppose that's probably a bit of a subjective question in the okay. fact that I think uh, internally uh, I, I guess I really am as in, you know, I'm, I'm doing something that I really enjoy. Uh, I'm doing something that is constantly challenging, but I, I kind of like a challenge So yeah. that is enjoyable in its own way. Um, I've got a great team that I'm working with and you know great support structure in in, in work um and ultimately uh, i i think that i'm working or trying my best to work towards a position whereby i'm you know going to be able to really positively impact the lives of patients which is what i want to do and consistently want to do in life um it's, it's it's not the way I initially saw how I was going to do that in that I thought I was going to do that by working in, you know, frontline clinical medicine as a, as a doctor. I'm doing it in a slightly different mechanism in that, uh, you know, obviously I'm developing medical devices to help patients that way. Yeah. So I guess to that end, I, I think I, I am living life on my own terms. I'm, I'm ticking all of the boxes that I want to try and take in my life in the short, medium and, and long term. Um, I think if, if, if you were to ask some of my colleagues, they'd probably say, <clears throat> <you're, clears throat> excuse me, if you were to ask one of my colleagues, they are probably going to say, oh, you're definitely living life on your own terms. As in, you know, you're, you're, you're not trying to to slog away at clinical medicine like we are, but I guess everything is, is um, it depends on your perspective on how things are going. So I'm yeah. afraid a long answer to your short question, Amory, is that, you know, even as I talk through this, Uh, these questions with you today I think I kind of have to acknowledge that the things that are important to me in life uh, and the way I want to do those things and the interest that I have myself means that what I'm doing at the moment does result in me being able to live life on my own terms.
0: Brilliant, love it, that's fantastic. I really appreciate you taking the time today to come on. Thanks very much for having me on. It's great, and I really look forward to following your journey because I'm sure there's a lot more to come out from your company, and I wish you all the success in the future.
1: Great. Thanks so much, anne
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you take away some positive steps from it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.